right. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Uh, welcome to the Max Effort Kitchen. I'm your host, Chef Matt, and uh, just uh, enjoying this really, actually, nice Sunday today. It's, uh, you know, typical Pacific Northwest weather, a little bit rainy, a little bit cold, but uh, we have something upon us, and um, I'm really excited about today's show, but first, we're going to talk about uh, what I am drinking, and... <laughs> I just finished up some coffee. You might have just heard me open up my Rainbow Unicorn Bang Energy Drink. promise you I am not sponsored by any means. I'm just kind of a weirdo with the bang. Uh, the Rainbow Unicorn is my favorite. And I'm going to hit the gym after this, so might as well, right? Yeah. So, today, really excited about uh, today's show. Um, it's going to be all about uh, what we're coming into. Um, it's that time of year. The day is upon us. The day. The day of cooking. The day of thanks and the day of appreciation. Yep. Thanksgiving. It is the Super Bowl of cooking. It is the day that we get to uh, show off our talent. It's the day that we get to be with family and it's the day that, uh, you know, we get to show love and be thankful for the things we have, right? Whether or not you have much or not, you know, it's, it's that one day that we can all be on the same page. And I think with the way the world is these days, um, it's these little things that really, they matter. You know, um, just humankind, just the rate, the people surround yourself with people or things that make you happy on this day. So what I'm going to do is, uh, you know, I'm going to talk about Thanksgiving and, you know, huh, let, let me reverse it here a little bit because as history shows, Thanksgiving as a kid was one of the worst holidays in my book. And, you know, for those of you who know me, you know that I am uh, kind of a holiday freak. I love, love, love holidays. Any time to get together and celebrate and be around people you love, like that's my jam. I love it. You know, I'm a tight knit guy. I don't have a ton of friends. I don't have a huge community, but the opportunity to get around that community is uh, something I very, very much appreciate and value. Um, so, you know, you're probably wondering, like, why? Well, why didn't he like it? Why doesn't he like Thanksgiving? Well, you know, as a kid, it was definitely, um, it was a hard time. You know, after uh, my parents divorced, I, you know, I was about nine years old. And uh, prior to that, Thanksgiving was, you know, I mean, like I said before, you know, family of four kids and, you know, the white picket fence and, you know, big, big house, great neighborhood, all the perfect stuff. Well, as we all know, with uh, what comes with divorces, some hard times, but there was, uh, you know, four, five, six years of Thanksgivings that were just, they were, they're very unknown, and um, they weren't a good time. You know, I, 
when my parents divorced, my, my dad had moved uh, to a different state, and, and uh, we were, my brother and I were, you know, staying with my mom. And my mom typically was, you know, the stay-at-home mom, cook, clean, you know, make sure everything was in the right place, and, and uh, you know, small little Italian woman that just really dove into that stay-at-home mom feel right well you know when they divorced it was uh she it was her time and uh she she we've talked about it you know since but it was her time she was done she was no longer the stay-at-home mom she was you know out doing what she wanted to do well uh little thing is that uh she she had her kids she had two kids you know, uh, my, my older siblings had moved out already. Uh, my sister was in and out. My brother was in college. And so it was basically, you know, she had two minor kids, a, a nine-year-old and an eight-year-old. Oh, I'm sorry. Nine-year-old and a five-year-old. What am I thinking? My brother is four years younger than me. So um, I digress. You know, my, so when it came to holidays, uh, my mom was done. She was spent. You know, so uh, a lot of my Thanksgivings were were spent with multiple different families. Shoot, I remember a Thanksgiving that she just canceled because she didn't want to do it. And, you know, as a kid, you you just don't get that. You don't understand what that means. And so I would end up going over to a friend's house or, you know, I remember one specific one. I went to to a friend's house in the uh, Dalton Mason. Yeah. If you're listening out there, buddy, how you doing? But Dalton was a, uh, he was my best friend at the time. And he had, oh man, lots of siblings. Like, I think like four sisters and two brothers or something like that. It was something crazy. It was a long time ago, so I could be way off. But anyways, this is the most uh, remembered Thanksgiving I have as a childhood and, or as a child. And I remember you know, he was like, what are you doing? And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't really know. My mom's not really cooking. And his, him and his dad invited me over. Um, I'll tell you, I was, I was really embarrassed, you know, because I didn't know at that point what family was and I didn't understand it. I didn't get it. I didn't get what everybody was so happy about. I didn't get what sitting down at the table and, and, you know, giving thanks to this food and why, you know, why, why, why is this such a holiday? Why do people even care? Like they're just eating food, whatever, you know, to me, the special part of it had been taken away. And so this, this holiday, I just remember feeling really ashamed and really embarrassed. And, you know, I didn't really talk. I ate a little bit of food and, you know, the first second I could get out of there, I, I left. And I just remember feeling after that, that specific Thanksgiving, like, you know, first of all, why did they invite me into their home? Did they pity me or was it, you know, why, you know, why did they do that? Um, did, I mean, they had a huge family to feed and, you know, they were all tight and I, you know, it was, I was a neighbor kid. Like, so it's like, I wasn't intertwined with their family, but, uh, After that holiday, you know, I, I kind of had given up on Thanksgiving. And, and uh, you know, fast forward 20 years, 
And it was my turn. Yeah, starting a family. It was my turn to uh, define what Thanksgiving was, right? You know, over those 20 years, I, you know, I'd gone to, you know, friends Thanksgivings or, you know, I just didn't do anything on Thanksgiving, just your 20s. You know, you're just, you're, you're doing your own thing. And, you know, I went through some different times in those, those, uh, those years. So, you know, starting a family, just newly married, uh, had just had my, our first child and here we are. All right, Matt, it's your turn. And my wife, you know, my wife was never the, the type to get into the kitchen and cook a bunch of food and, you know, no bad talk on her, but, uh, it just wasn't her jam. She did other things. She brought other things to the table. So, you know, um, me being in restaurants and, and all that, I was like, Hey, I got this. I got this. Um, well, let's just say I didn't get it. <laughs> no, I, you know, I went into this very excited, uh, nervous, stars in my eyes. But naturally, I was like, you know what? I gravitated towards the kitchen and I said, okay, I am going to do Thanksgiving dinner all on my own. You know, um, I'm going to make every side dish. I'm going to do all the starters and I'm going to rock out the best turkey anybody was ever seen. Well, let's just say it didn't exactly go that way, but I did it. You know, I made a meal. I had all the, you know, mashed potatoes, stuffing, you know, different couple different vegetables. I had some starters. I made a pumpkin pie and I did a turkey. Now I did a turkey the way the little package told me to make it. <laughs> and I did, uh, you know, stovetop stuffing. But I created a meal. And that right there was um, enough to be appreciative, right? So, you know, and when I, when I say that, uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's like it's the meal that came out, right? But wow. I mean, it was a complete shit show. <laughs> I was a wreck. I was up at like six in the morning. I was cooking all day, getting ready for, you know, family to come over and everybody and be excited. Like, this is what I did. I can't wait to show everybody that kitchen was a wreck. And let me tell you, like, there is a huge gap between what it's like to cook in a pro kitchen versus what it's like to cook in your home kitchen. It's just not comparable, not comparable at all. You know, in a, in a professional kitchen, uh, they have everything dialed. They have everything you need, all the equipment, all the, the, uh, ingredients, the recipes are dialed in for the restaurant menu. So, you know, your biggest thing in, in a professional kitchen is, can you work hard? Can you work fast? Can you work clean? And because everything is laid out for you. Like it's just, you work a station, you have specific jobs you do and you do it over and over and over and over and over. And you know, the more you do anything, the better you get, right? Well, widely different in the home kitchen, widely. 
So fast forward into my home kitchen. You know, I got <laughs> turkey in the oven. Okay, well, how am I going to roast the vegetables? Wow, I didn't think about that. So let's throw them in a pan. Let's pan fry them. Okay, um, you know, how am I going to keep things warm? Uh, the turkey's not done yet. Oh, when do I know the turkey's done? So to say the least, there was uh, a lot of trials and tribulations on that first Thanksgiving that I had um, to create. And it wasn't perfect. But the moral here is that it happened. And the next year was just a little bit better. And then the next year was even that better. And then next thing I know, Thanksgiving was one of my favorite holidays. Who would have thought that one holiday that I just didn't understand was taken away, felt shameful, felt embarrassed. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, I love this holiday. I cannot wait for this holiday to come around. So that was like a turning point. And if any of you out there are, have experienced anything like that, you know, where, or something you just you don't understand, you don't get, hit it head on. It doesn't matter, you know, the process. What matters is that outcome, you know. So it, for me, I, I just, I learned what the appreciation was. I, ha- or I learned the appreciation for the families that had took me in all those years. I understood why they were so excited. I had the ability to really grasp like what this holiday is. I was so thankful of having the opportunity to be able to cook food for people to sit down with people who, who loved me and wanted to be there. And, you know, you've all heard about me talking about acceptance and, oh, wow, that's the ultimate, you know, acceptance right there. You got people walking into your house. You have this huge spread of food. You know, who's the man of the hour? This guy, right? So I guess you could say that I did it in a selfish way, but in, in a way it, it showed me appreciation for this holiday, appreciation for my friends and family, appreciation for being thankful for the things that I was able to do and have. And that just grew over the years and it just grew and it grew and it grew. And, and right there was the understanding of what this beautiful, beautiful holiday is all about. You know, it doesn't matter if I put a McDonald's meal on the table. It doesn't matter. Take the time to be thankful for what you have in this life, the people you have in this life, the communities you have, and eat some food together. Because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, think about the meals. What, what do meals do? They bring togetherness. You know, nothing... Uh, have you ever heard of any wars starting over a meal? Maybe, but I doubt... It's highly publicized. 
You know, no, you hear about people coming together. You hear about people loving each other, you know, um, relationships being melded back together. The fun times, drinks, you know, whether they're alcoholic or not. The desserts, the entrees, the starters. It was, it's just something that like, really made me gravitate to this industry and to uh, food and everything is just, wow, this is a thing. This, this, this idea of togetherness and it's all based around food. So if you take anything from that story, you know, really look at it and, you know, I hope that uh, it gives you some perspective of, you know, what Thanksgiving's all about and everybody has their own meaning. I get it. I'm not telling you to think uh, just like me, but it, uh, maybe I can help that one person out there. So anyways, my way this year of giving back is on this podcast, I am going to do an entire Thanksgiving series. And each episode is going to go over a recipe you will need for Thanksgiving. You know, I'm going to do... You know, I'm going to time it out so it, it works up to about four days before Thanksgiving so you can rock that turkey out because you need, a, you know, a couple days. And we'll go over all that. But, you know, I'm going to, we're going to do a recipe on mashed potatoes. We're going to talk about cranberry sauce, fresh and canned, because that's a thing. Uh, you know, stuffing. We're going to talk about, uh, you know, how to soup up the... Uh, you know, or elevate the stovetop stuffing and how to make your own. We're going to talk about the vegetables that you can do quickly, you know, after that turkey gets out of the oven so you can make a nice vegetable dish and it's, you know, tasty and warm and all that. Uh, We're going to talk about starters, my favorite. Starters are some of my favorite because it's just kind of like that, that first initial, like everybody's coming together. And of course... Could not leave out the pumpkin pie. I'm going to bring you a rendition, my rendition of a pumpkin pie that is going to blow your mind. And we cannot forget the turkey. The turkey, I'm going to break it down so it is so simple that if you do this recipe, I'm telling you from experience, you will have to do the turkey every single year. Hands down. So, and I say that because we, uh, so another quick little story. Uh, my, my work family, you know, there's probably like I think nine, nine to 12 of them, somewhere around there. Anyways, our Thanksgiving, we do a Thanksgiving uh, at work and uh, they are pretty famous. They're epic. They are some of the best side dishes. It's like, it's like the all-star game, right? You know, everybody's bringing their best side dish. Everybody's bringing their A game because you're like, okay, I'm going to work. I got to impress these people. I got to show them what's up. Well, naturally, they stick me on the turkey. Um, I tried to fight it. I, I did turkey one year and, and, you know, everybody was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Next year, I was like, yeah, I'll take uh, mashed potatoes this year. And nah, that got exonated real quick. They're like, no, you're doing the turkey. Sorry. So for the past nine years, we've been doing this, uh, 
you know, work family Thanksgiving. And it's funny because spouses and, and, you know, family members are all trying to get in on it. Like, Oh, I want to go to that one. But you know, it's our little secret society. So not happening, but I will tell you that this Turkey recipe that I make for both home and this uh, work family event is outstanding. So I'm so excited about it. Um, so excited that we are actually going to get started today. And today we are going to work on mashed potatoes. You know, something that can be really easy and something that can actually uh, enhance everything. And it is so easy to make that flavor just a little bit better or make the texture just a little bit better. And I'm going to give you some tricks here. So first, let's talk about potatoes, right? You know, your, your standard, standard russet potato, uh, you know, everybody's going to use that, right? Some people like the, uh, the, the little baby reds. Um, you know, there's sweet potatoes that people will use or, uh, you know, a lot of times somebody, some people will try the Yukons or the, or the white potatoes or, you know, maybe you can do like half russet, half purple potatoes. But let me tell you, like with the specific type of uh, potato, there will be specific cooking directions. So we're, we got two, two basic types of uh, potatoes, right? You have a waxy potato and a mealy potato. And depending on the way you want to go, because you can use any potatoes to make mashed potatoes, right? I mean, doesn't it, it, you're just cooking them and mashing them. Yes, this is true, depending on what your desired outcome is. But today, what we're going to talk about is how to make both types. And then I'm going to give you a recipe at the end, and I'll post it on uh, Instagram and all that stuff. And Please, uh, you know, throughout this whole series, um, if there's something you want me to talk about making, if there's questions you have about a recipe, you know, I have people DMing me, you know, pretty consistently like, hey, what's the recipe for this? And or, you know, uh, hey, I, I heard your recipe. I don't understand this part of it. Please, please, please just DM me. You know, I always answer, you know, sometimes it'll take me maybe a day to get back, but I'll, I'll always answer. Um, and I'll always give you the information you need and then some. So please, during this whole series, reach out to me, talk to me, you know, obviously like all the stuff that I'm doing. And, and uh, if you have better ways of doing it, I love hearing those too. So potatoes, okay? So we got a mealy potato. So your mealy potato is like the purple potato, the russet potato, um, you know, that, and that's, those are pretty much the two standard potatoes that you're going to see in the grocery store. Um, and then you got your waxies, which is more of a, you know, a, a red potato or a Yukon gold potato, a white potato. Those are, those are those waxy potatoes. And now there's, there's two different cooking styles here that are going to um, increase the value of the potato, Okay. So with your, with your mealy, which is that russet that, you know, the ones where you can buy those five pound bags and just like for a dollar 49, you know, that's your standard russet or also known as a Burbank potato. Okay. Your, those are, that's a mealy potato. 
and we all know like when so mealy you know um look at like how you think of an apple you know you got a crisp apple that has got a crunch to it sweet that's your waxy a mealy apple is like your red delicious it, it it's like that's an apple better for making applesauce right so the russet potato is a mealy potato it has a mealy flesh it has a very um like thin soft skin so it's good for peeling or you can eat it you know that's a cool thing about potatoes is is you can eat the skins and you know some people will tell you there's lots of uh nutrients in the in the skins i don't know the truth to that i'm not a nutritionist myself i do like the skins on but what i'm going to teach you is the traditional way of cooking you know your potatoes and and making mashed potatoes which is skin off that is a very traditional thing. Um, if you want to leave the skin on, just leave the skin on. There's no alterations you need to make. So in my opinion, this is strictly my opinion, we are going to go with a mealy potato. And a mealy potato has moisture in it, which is why it is mealy. You know, it has already got a good amount of moisture in it. And, you know, we've all broken open like a, a potato and you can see the water in it. You could actually like... Um, do, you know, do a little, little experiment, put it, you know, cut it open, put it on your cutting board and just press all your weight into it. You'll see water come out of that thing. Can't do that with a waxy. Can't do that with a red potato. So naturally, like the best way to cook something where we want to get the moisture out is to roast it, roast that thing whole. So what I want you to do is I want you to take your potatoes, wash them up. Now, mind you, wash your potatoes, people. These things grow in dirt. They're being picked off of farms that are, are growing millions of potatoes, huge fields for days of potatoes. They are being run around. Yeah, they're being probably washed a little bit, but these people are not hand washing these potatoes. Take the time, get that potato, you know, in your colander, run the water on it, you know, take a, um, not a bristle pad, but just take, you know, a nice cloth and just kind of, you know, get that dirt off of it, scrub that thing clean. And you'll notice that it'll actually um, become a little bit more pale than it was because when we get those potatoes, there's actually a lot of dirt on the outside of them. So please just for the safety of cooking and people eating it, clean the dirt off of it. Now, so get it in your colander, clean them up, you know, dry them off with a nice, with a towel, take a fork, poke some holes in it, right? Just poke some holes, let that steam. So it, it, it's, you're poking the holes in it. You know, it's funny because when I was younger, I thought I, I saw people doing that and I was like, what, what's going to happen? And I remember my dad was like, they'll explode if you don't do that. Well, no, they're not going to explode, but they're not going to dry out, which is you, what you want that to happen. You want to get the moisture out of the potato because nobody likes runny mashed potatoes. Hands down. If you like runny mashed potatoes, no offense, but I've never had a good runny mashed potato. Just saying. So, Washed up, everything's ready to go. Poked holes in it on your sheet pan. 350 for your oven. Pop them in the oven. 20 minutes, okay? So everybody's oven cooks a little bit differently. 
So remember when I give you these times, you know, it's, it's purely based off of generalizations. Okay, so we're going to cook our potatoes at about 350. Now that's, that's roasting potatoes, right? Now, one thing that I want to talk to you about is the peeling of the potato. We're not going to peel it before we roast it. You can. I'm not going to tell you you can't. It uh, doesn't make a huge difference either way. It's not like helping the cooking process. Um, but it is easier to get the skin off all in one swoop if you roast them with the skin on, take them out, let them cool, and then that skin, you can take a paper towel, wrap it around, and just pull them off, and they'll come right off. Now, if that's not working for you, get a peeler out and just peel off the skin, right? So that's, you know, what, remember, mealy potatoes. Mealy equals russet. Mealy equals roasting. Now, if you're like, no way, chef, I- I'm doing red potatoes. Okay, cool. Love it. I love red, red potatoes. Those are the ones we're going to boil. Those are the ones we are going to boil. You're going to chop them up. You're going to throw them in a pot. You're going to cover with water, at least an inch covered with water, because they're going to soak that stuff up. And then you're going to bring it to a boil, drop it down to a medium heat, let do that for 20 minutes or until you can stick a fork through it, drain, let it sit on a sheet pan and all that steam come up and you let it cool down completely. Okay. It is very important that on either potato, we're letting them cool down completely because what's happening is when you take them out of the uh, oven, you know, they're still cooking. We've all heard of, of carryover cooking, right? So there's at least five to seven minutes of continued cooking going on. We want that to happen. We don't want to stop that cooking process, okay? So let it sit on the sheet pan, whether you roasted or whether you boiled. Let it sit on the sheet pan. Let that steam come up. Give it about 10 minutes, and you're ready to go. So let's talk about the recipe. So... Um, I'm going to give you some basic stuff and then we're going to talk about, you know, how to enhance it. Okay. Some variations, mind you. So the recipe reads like this. You need five pounds of mealy potatoes, one tablespoon of salt, four ounces of whole butter, melted, mind you. We're going to do eight fluid ounces of whole milk and then a quarter teaspoon of white pepper. Now, here is the next thing, the quote unquote secret ingredient. Side note, there's no such thing as secret ingredients. No such thing, because if somebody knows about it, it's not a secret because they've told 20 other people. Okay, just going to get that out of the way. Anyways, this is my uh, quote-unquote secret ingredient. While we're roasting our potatoes, we are going to go and we're going to, oh, actually, back up. While we're at the store buying our potatoes, we're going to go over to the carrot section and we're going to buy ourselves two medium-sized parsnips. Now, if you don't know what a parsnip is, 
parsnip is a root vegetable. It looks exactly like a carrot. It is in the carrot family. It's just white. So go look for the white, white carrots. Okay. I want you to get two medium sized ones of those fast forward. You know, your potatoes are cooking. Let's peel that. Okay. And if you're boiling your potatoes, cut it up, throw it in with your potatoes. If you're roasting your potatoes, cut it up and roast them with your potatoes. Okay. We're just going to pretend that this parsnip is also a potato. Now, obviously they're two different vegetables, so they're going to cook a little bit differently. The rate of cooking is going to be a little different. So it's going to be important that you use a toothpick. If you can stick it through the potato and the parsnip at equal rate, you're good to go. If the parsnip needs a little bit more cooking, keep it in the oven, pull the potatoes out, peel them. Maybe it'll be done by then. But I will tell you, the smaller you cut that parsnip, the faster it'll cook, okay? Because typically speaking, that parsnip is not going to cook. It's going to take a little bit longer than a potato. So cut it up small, throw it in with your potatoes, roast it, okay? So I'm going to go over that recipe again. We got five pounds mealy potatoes, two medium-sized parsnips, tablespoon of salt, quarter teaspoon of white pepper. You can use black pepper as well. White pepper is a little bit better for this. And then you've got your whole milk, four ounces of whole milk. I'm sorry, eight ounces of whole milk, four ounces of butter. That's all you need. That's your basic recipe, okay? Again, I will post this recipe on IG just so you have it, just so you can refer to it. If you don't see it by the time you need it, DM me. I'll send it over to you. So we got our parsnips roasted. We got our potatoes roasted and cooled. Next situation is that we are going to figure out a way to mash these things together, right? So before you do that, okay, find your bowl, get your mise en place ready, right? Find your bowl, uh, get whatever mashing uh, utensil you're going to have, whether it's a hand masher or a food mill. Um, And then I want you to do this. I want you to put your milk and your butter in a small saucepan, put it on your oven, low heat, no higher than two, okay? No higher than two. We don't want to scorch the milk. We want to heat it up, slowly heat it up, and melt the butter, okay? I could tell you to use your microwave. If you feel comfortable using the microwave, great. Personally, I like to just do it on the stove. It melts the butter better. And I just, I can throw it on one or two and just kind of set it and forget it type thing. So we've got our, we got our milk and our butter warming up. And I'll talk about that in a second. Let's get our potatoes and parsnips in the pot. Let's mash them up. Now, I know not many people have a food mill. Um, I swear by the food mill when it comes to this because you are going to get every bit and piece of those mashed potatoes mashed up. You know, when you're using that hand one, it's just like, you know, you're using brute strength um, and it's not getting everything perfectly. Now, if you've roasted them properly, you don't really need to worry about it, right? Ah, I like that. So 
let's make sure that these potatoes are done so we don't have to go out and buy these special you know, utensils that these restaurants are using. No, we don't need to do that because we're going to roast that stuff properly and we are going to make the best mashed potatoes alive. So, all right. We got our mashed potatoes. We got everything mashed up, right? You know, um, there was one piece of equipment that I haven't talked about, which is, you know, the, the Cuisinart um, food mixer thing shows you that I don't have one of those. <laughs> uh, yes, you can use uh, the whip on that, but eh, let's stick to the old-fashioned way. Let's mash these things by hand, okay? So we got everything in there mashed. Our milk and our butter is nice and, and hot, warm. We're going to take and we're going to mash as we pour in a third of that milk. Mash mash, mash, pouring the other third, mash, 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 and the last third, mash. Get in our salt and pepper. What are we going to do next? Anybody? 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 That's right. We are going to taste it. We're going to say, this needs more milk, or eh, let's get a little more salt in there, and then we're going to taste it again. We are never going to put out a product or a meal or anything of food without tasting it first because it needs your seal of approval, right? You are representing these mashed potatoes. So taste it. Now, a lot of people are probably like, but wait, wait where's, the, where's the garlic and where's the, the sour cream and where's all other stuff? Okay, we can do this. You know, uh, you, want, you want garlic mashed potatoes? Throw some garlic in when you're roasting. Throw some garlic in the, the pot when you're boiling, okay? And the pot is great because it will actually infuse everything, infuse the water, all of it. It boils in, it gets pushed through. Awesome, I love that. When you're roasting it, guess what? You're getting roasted garlic. Who doesn't love some velvety roasted garlic, right? So you're getting mashing all that up together. So my point is, is that if you want to add some extra flavor, add it to the cooking process, because by doing that, you're really taking the opportunity that all of these products are giving you and melding a flavor. People are, are going to be like, oh my God, what, what did you do to these mashed potatoes? These are amazing. Well, you can tell them or you not tell them. Uh, you can tell them to come listen to the podcast and maybe they'll get some uh, information that way, right? But at the end of the day, you're going to put out a product that you're proud of. You're going to put out a product that uh, you're going to want to eat, that your kids are going to want to eat, hopefully, that your neighbors are going to want to eat, that whoever you have over to this Thanksgiving dinner is going to be like, okay, I want to know how you're making those. And, you know, that's part of any meal. It's like, um, so you're sending me home with this recipe, right? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. Uh, so that's, that's mashed potatoes. Uh, easy, easy money right there. Like you're, you're roasting, you're mashing and you're mixing your flavor and your fat. So I want you to take this recipe. I want you to try it, give it a shot, reach out to me. If you have any questions, reach out to me. If you're like, dude, what you're talking about just isn't working. I'm not understanding. 
That's what I'm here for. Okay. It is my honor to give you, you know, these types of, of, uh, recipes and, uh, cooking methods and knowledge about all the potatoes in the world. Right. Um, but it does no good if you don't try it. So try it, post some pictures, tag me on it. Um, give it a test run. You know, that's one thing that we don't ever talk about with Thanksgiving and these dishes is doing a test run. You know, we only do this once a year. It's not like you're going to get sick of mashed potatoes. It's not like you're going to get sick of the stuffing unless you have made it four or five times leading up to it and you just keep ruining it. In that case, you better reach out to me. But test your product. Test the recipes. You know, take your opportunity to perfect something for you. You know, take the opportunity to make it your own because food is so subjective. Food is subjective to who is eating it. You know, I can sit down next to five different people and tell you, you know what? I like peanut butter in my mac and cheese. What's up? And not everybody at that table is going to say, oh, that's great. I love that. Yeah, awesome. No, that's why I'm saying food is subjective. There's no universal good food out there. Now, there's universal ways to make good food. You can still screw that up though. So that is what this podcast is about. It's like, let's figure it out. Let's do it together. Let's make some darn good mashed potatoes to impress those people coming over for Thanksgiving. All right, guys, I've had a blast. I love this. I'm so excited about this uh, Thanksgiving series. Next up, next show is going to be uh, cranberry sauce and oh boy, <laughs> this is like the debate of the century in our family is, is the fresh versus the can. So, and I'm sure there's multiple people that have that debate, but um, that's next up. I'm going to bring that out probably uh, this coming week here. I'm shooting for Thursday, but hopefully I'll get it before that. No later. Definitely. Anyways, guys, I hope you have an amazing Sunday. Uh, take the time to uh, make something special. I always use Sundays as as my day where I get to experiment or, or do something fun or something I haven't done in a while. So, you know, take today, go to the store, take an extra 20 bucks, figure out something special to make. Try it. Talk to me. Tell me if you have problems. All right, guys. Have a great Sunday. Been a pleasure. And remember, food is love. I just wanted to jump on really quick and say an actual special thank you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe. And uh, I just relish in the opportunity here. So thank you so much and uh, have a great one.